Hello, and welcome to another episode of On Wednesdays We, we Spill Tea. <laughs> of course, my name is Christy. I'm Vanna. I got Vanna back here in the kitchen studio. Yes, We're ma'am. doing our first show on our mics. Oh, cute little mics. So excited. Um, so excited to be recording in person and now on our brand new mics. I just got some like little cheap blue mics and I'm really excited about it. But so today's episode is going to be about server stories and other woes of the service industry. So I'm going to be talking to Vanna. Um, I'm going to be talking to one of my friends named Ronnie. I'm thirsty. <laughs> Take a little sip. <laughs> All right. So, Vanna has just got off work from her serving job. So, we are ready to dive right in. Vanna is going to be the first person that I interviewed today. And so, I'm going to go ahead and ask some questions. Ask the same questions to all these people that we're interviewing for this episode. And then I'm just going to kind of chime in along because, um, as we know, I have been in the service industry for about 21 years. And every possible job you can do in the front of the house, I have done it, girl. So. Literally. (laughs) Yes. Vanna. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. What positions have you worked within the restaurant business? Um, I started out bartending, and then at the bartending gig, we were eventually given a section of serving, and then now I'm just a server. How many years have you done restaurant? This is coming up. I'll be starting year three here in a couple months. Right. Yeah. How does it compare to other jobs that you've worked? I like the quick money aspect of it because, mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're paid out. Like, you walk out with cash in your pocket. Right. The problem with that is there is no paycheck. At least for my serving job, it's technically the two thirteen an hour. I'm not even given a paycheck. Right. I haven't had a paycheck since last September. I don't even Correct. know when. Yeah. I uh, make, I think, $3 an hour at my job. And I just get a piece of paper every two weeks that says voided. Um, but that's one of the things that I don't think a lot of people who don't work in the service industry don't realize is that, unfortunately, being a server, we are reliant on our tips. Um, and, you know, we, because we don't make an hourly. Yeah. And I think that people, a lot of people are under the impression that you do make an hourly. Yeah. They're saying like, oh, but don't you get two thirteen an hour? No, honey. Like the taxes eat every single cent of that up. Right. I do not make two thirteen an hour. I make $0 an hour. Right. All tips. Yeah. You are, are completely reliant as a server. And I know there's a lot of argument, a lot of people that talk about how it's not their job to pay a server. It's not their job to provide a salary, um, and that the employers should be providing a salary. But here's my opinion on that. If a server was just an hourly paid job, for everything that we have to go through, Mm -hmm. everything we do, all of our responsibilities, everything we juggle, it's it's like if you paid me an hourly wage and I wasn't tipped based on my service, Mm -hmm. like not speaking from my point per se, because I do work really hard, but speaking from a different per point, like uh, other p- 
people that I've met in the service industry. Yeah. If it was just an hourly wage, I don't believe that you would get the service. You would get good service at all. Essentially, I feel like when you're a server, it's almost like you're like a contracted business. Mm -hmm. Like kind of like you're a contracted uh, self-employed. Yeah. You know, position. Mm -hmm. Because you're basically, your money depends on your performance. Yeah. And, you know, it's, to me, it's it's important to give good service. I'm not one of these servers that automatically uh, insist or get upset when I don't earn 20% of my check if I feel I haven't done a good job. Mm. Like, there's some days, of course, where I'm going to be, like, kind of off on things or I'm going to forget things or I'm going to make mistakes. I yeah. mean, I'm a human. Yeah. It does happen. Yeah. But... You know, on those days, I completely understand when maybe I don't make the best tips. Yeah. But the only thing that upsets me is that when I have worked so hard, especially if you have ran me to death. Yeah. And then you tip me 8% of your check. Right. Like, thanks for the $4, but, you know, I ran my butt off for you. I yeah. don't understand why you would only give me $4. Like, yeah. A tip is supposed to be based on the service that you receive. Yeah. Okay, so my next question for you is, how would you describe in your own words what your service job entails? Besides drinks and refills and food, it's constantly running sauces because at my job, sauces are like literally the most important thing. Oh, yeah. Everyone has sauces with every single thing that's on the freaking menu. Right. You know, Um, getting people paid out. Mm -hmm. um we take of course we take cash that's on us to figure out but like we have the little devices on the table and if they're old you have to walk them through Correct. how to pay with their that. card yeah. and people will say oh can you just run it in the back i get penalized for running things on the computer right so i make sure that even if they're old or they're conspiracy theorists who think that we're stealing their money like no you have to pay on this like this is how you do it i think that's mainly what my work entails i don't have to do side work i don't have side work and this is the only serving job i think i've ever heard of where we don't roll silverware mm -hmm. um i'll go over and help the host if i'm bored but i mean that's the host job and i'm a server you know what i mean like right. i don't i don't have to clean the bathrooms i don't have to do any of that when i open the restaurant which is once a week this morning monday mornings i open the restaurant it takes me 20 minutes to get everything set up and then as soon as I'm cut and my tables are gone, I don't have to stay and do anything. I just leave. Like, I've, I've got a very easy gig and I recognize that. Right. Yeah. It's just you have to pay more for other people to be able to do it. Yes, unfortunately. For sure. Well, see, with my serving job, it's, you know, all that stuff that you do. But where I work at a mom and pop place, um, we don't have anybody that does any of that. Like, um, yeah. you know, most of the time I work... We have three rooms in the restaurant plus a reserve room. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just me most of the time. Yeah. It's just me with the whole restaurant. Yeah. And then we do roll our own silverware. We do have to sweep the whole restaurant. Mm -hmm. um, I will say the difference, the main difference that I see between our jobs and the thing that I'm most jealous of is, as far as I know, every single dime that you make is yours. Is that accurate? Do you tip anybody out? So that's technically supposed to be accurate. Okay. But because I've been in restaurants for so long, I can't just not tip the bartender out. Especially when I make more than the bartender makes. Yeah. My job is, my restaurant is one of the very few restaurants that you can work at 
that the bartenders make significantly less than the servers. Mm. Because it is a place where people, it has a certain ambiance to it. Yeah. So it's like what a lot of people crave from the bar or the bar area in Mm -hmm. other restaurants is the ambiance of the whole restaurant. Like there's a different feel to the place that you work on the bar side versus the other side. Because it's it's just different people that want to sit around the bar. Whereas Mm -hmm. at my job, it's pretty much everybody are locals tourists yeah hipsters yeah you know it's just one of those places yeah and that's why i love it yeah and that's why i keep going back to it because i've worked at my job for on and off uh, about five and a half six years i do make good money because like it's like i felt like when i worked at the job that you worked at i had to do a lot more work Mm -hmm. than i have to do now to make the kind of money that i make now yeah but it's also, I couldn't make money at that restaurant. Yeah. Like, you have it figured out. And yeah. And, like, people love your face and love seeing you there. And it like, took a minute to figure it out, though. Yeah. But I just, it, it was, there was something about that specific restaurant. I couldn't make money there. Yeah. It was the same at the job that I met Jordan at. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was a chain steakhouse. Yeah. I couldn't really make money there, either. Mm-hmm. It's just, you, I feel like my personality fits in better with smaller restaurants. Yeah, you definitely have, like, the local business, like, vibe. Right. Yeah. Um, Now, I will say that I do think it's important to start in corporate restaurants because one thing I have noticed about younger people in the industry that have started off with mom-and-pop small business restaurants versus people who, like myself, started off in corporate. Yeah. It totally shapes your work ethic. Mm Mm-hmm. If you started in a small business, like, a lot of times, not saying all the time, Mm -hmm. but a high percentage of the time, if you were young when you started serving and you started in a small business, your work ethic is not as on top of things as it is with corporate. Because a lot of times in other corporate restaurants, a lot more is expected of you. Yeah. You have a lot more work to do. You have a lot more rules to follow. You have a whole protocol of, you know, what you can allow of your personal self and everything else Mm -hmm. with your tables. And I will say this about you where we have worked together and, like, putting, like, our friendship aside is that whenever you get to a job, because I've seen you now at a couple different jobs Mm -hmm. and including your own business that you run, you throw everything in and you give your all to the business. But the only thing is that sometimes the people in charge... Don't fucking recognize that, which makes no sense. So, what is your favorite thing about being a server? That's a really hard question because (laughs) I honestly hate my job. I don't like working in restaurants. I just don't. Yeah. I don't think it's... I mean, the only thing that makes it worth it is the money. And like you said, I've got the system figured out. I did figure the system out. Um, And for once in my life, like, I'm able to put back money instead of just living paycheck to paycheck, which, as we all know, is not the route to go. Right. And it's super not fun when you're living paycheck to paycheck. And I did that with the job that you and I worked. It was impossible to make money Mm because you were constantly splitting tips. And, like, there there was no way to save any money. My favorite thing about my job is being able to put back money i mean that's why i'm still doing it as long as i have been doing it yeah because i do have to live paycheck to paycheck or you know as a server day Mm -hmm. to day because i you can't ever count on what you make but at the same time i'm being that i have children i'd never make enough to support my kids and save money yeah my skills lie within the service industry because i'm really good at it Mm mm-hmm 
What's your least favorite thing about your job? Is when I look up and see anyone under the age of 20 walking in. Well, if a group of four kids walks in and they're 18, 19 years old, mm -hmm. I will not make money on that table. And that's the worst thing about serving is serving the food and putting in the work and knowing at the end of that hour when they leave that you're probably going to get a dollar on the table. Yeah. And it's not even just teenagers, but teenagers are my least favorite thing about my job. I mean, they're the absolute worst. Well, teenagers, like not to stereotype, but teenagers are most likely the biggest culprits of not being trained properly by their parents. Right. Because most of the time their parents have not worked in the service industry. When you've gone above and beyond and they still fucking stiff you, I mean, that's the most frustrating thing about serving is that there are going to be people that do that. Right. Somehow. I don't know how they exist, but yeah. A server should never have the expectation of 20% no matter what. Yeah. I don't believe in that. Yeah. I do believe that if you get good service, 20% is the standard. Yeah. But if you don't get good service and your your server's in the back texting on their phone or they're outside smoking your whole time that you're there, and that's maybe not a popular opinion, and I've had to leave server groups because of that, but I think it's because I work hard. I take good care of my tables, and I believe that that's, as servers, what we should do. That's our main goal. That's our whole job. Mm -hmm. And if your money is based on your performance, why would you not? Yeah. Like... It's not selling somebody. It's not trying to get people to buy them up for a credit card or buy a car. Yeah. Like, it's literally just taking care of them. Yeah. Like, but like I said, if you come in and you stiff me, if you stiff me one time, I will remember your face forever. Same. Unless I know that I did a shitty job serving you, be like, well, I forgot stuff. I understand. But um, what are your three biggest customer pet peeves? My first one is going to sound really stupid. When I walk up to a table and I ask them what they want to drink and they look at me and say, we're going to need a minute. I don't understand that. Right. Like I understand waiting five, six minutes to decide on what you want to eat. We have Coke products, sweet tea and water. Like, right. that's what we have. And they look at... The problem is that the type of people that do that look at me like I've done them wrong. Because at my restaurant, you're supposed to greet a table within 20 seconds of them sitting down. Yeah, I was down. Say 20 or 30. And our trigger question that we are literally supposed to ask, and we were trained in training, is what, what are we having drink? to drink today? Uh, one of my top three also is a water thing. Yes. It's when people get water and another drink. I yeah. can't stand it. They don't touch the, the water. Time, they don't touch the water. They don't. They just want to feel healthy. And I'm just like, so you want five people come in and they order a sweet tea and a water. That's yeah. ten drinks. Ten drinks. Yeah. Like, just really think about that. Yeah. It's not that it bothers me to make the drinks. It's that you most likely are not going to touch the water. And I am literally having to bring out ten drinks. Yeah. For you to take one sip of water, if that. Yes. Same. I don't like that so, one either. But what's your number two? My number two pet peeve is at my restaurant, whenever you pay with a card at your little tablet at the table, there are three tip options. Mm -hmm. There's an 18, a 20, and a 22. And of course, they're listed in that order. And they're right. nice and big, and they're squares, and you just touch it. And my pet peeve is when your gut reaction is to click the 18% button. 18's okay, but if we're talking, like, at my restaurant... You can get out of there with, like, for two people, like, a $25 bill. 
bill between right. two people with the deals that we have. I mean, right. it's really easy to eat pretty cheap for like decent food at my restaurant. Yeah. And like when someone whose bill is like $24 clicks the 18% button, it's like three, $4 or something like that yeah. for like two people. Right. The other thing that ties in with that is I'm going to say this as my also second pet peeve is there's a custom amount button where you get to click and you type in how yes. much you want to leave. Like, I, I don't understand the people who want... $5 to, is enough on a $100 check. It's insane. That's 5%. Especially when the button is right there. Like, right. you just have to click the button. Right. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. So, one of my biggest ones is when you go to greet a table, it's another drink order thing. Yeah. You go to greet a table, you're in the middle of telling them your name because I find that's important to do. And they just look at you, and you're like, hello. And then they just give you that blank stare, and then you're like, my name is Christy, and I'm going to be... And then they're like, Diet Coke. Yes! That's a good one. That's my third pet peeve, is when people don't view me as a human being. And it happens a lot in the service industry. That's one of my least favorite things, is when these people look at me as like, yep. almost like we're glorified servants for right. them. And that's not what we're doing. We're servers. Like, yes. we're serving food. We're not there to let them step all over us. I'm not going to massage your feet. No. I'm not going to do anything like that. No. My whole aspect is, if it's legal, I'll do it. As long as it doesn't involve me taking off anything. I hate you. <laughs> as long as I don't have to take any clothes off and upset my husband, I'll do it. <laughs> all right. And so, in closing on your part. Yeah. What are three things, what are the three biggest things you wish customers knew about your job? The thing we covered at the, at the top of this, which is that I literally don't have a paycheck. Right. What they are writing for me and what they are typing in for me to make as a tip is what I'm taking home that day. Well, just a fraction, actually, because you don't even get to keep all that. No. Two, I wish that they could look at uh, my steps for the day. I wish that they could see that I literally... Over, I mean, my shifts aren't even that long. My shifts are five or six hours. Right. If they could see that I have walked four, five miles, four or five miles for the shift, I wish that they could see that that's what I do every single day that I walk into the restaurant. Right. I can count how many times I sit down at my job. We yeah. don't have seats. If we want to sit down, we have to go to a section that's not being used and sit for like five seconds. And like hide. And we wear stupid freaking walkie talkies and whatever Ugh. we hear that we're I being we're being buzzed to a table you get up and you go because you're supposed to greet them within 20 seconds right like you don't have time to sit down and i do wish that people knew that like there is no like lazy time at my job maybe times, other places yeah but not at that job there's not a lot of times at, at server jobs one of the important things that i think people should know is when people work doubles a lot of times they don't get breaks oh my gosh so like when you see your server eating like that's probably the only chance that they have to eat i stuff my face every time i eat a meal and my husband always makes fun of me because i eat so quickly yeah and it's just because i've been in the service industry for so long that i know that when you have a chance to eat you eat yeah, you eat quick because you're not, I mean... You don't get a break. No, you don't get a break. Even, I mean, even at my job, I work a double every single week. Saturday, of course, of all days to work a fucking double. <laughs> I work a double every Saturday. I don't have a break. Right. I get there at 11 and I leave at maybe 11, sometimes yes. 10 if I'm lucky. Right. Like, that's my hard day. And that's, like, 
You're right. That is one of the things I wish customers would see is like what we actually do on a double and what a double entails and how many, I mean, I, I don't even know how, how much I do on, on a double. Like I block it out by the end of the day because I'm just so sore. And you've talked about that too, is like how much your body hurts. And like, obviously at first I was like, oh, it can't be that bad. But now that I'm actually serving, like my feet hurt, my ankles hurt, my back, I go to the chiropractor uh, once every two weeks to get adjusted because I have to because my back hurts so bad all and the you're time. Young. Like just wait until you're older. Well, hopefully I won't be doing this when I'm older. This is not <laughs> my favorite line of work. I mean, that's right. what I said. I'm not joking. I don't like my job. I only I, do it for I'm the money. I'm getting to the end of the road. I think. I'm getting. I think to you where are too. I only have one to two, maybe more years in me. I think you are too. Because my body, like when I work a double now, my body hurts so bad. Yeah. Um, my feet hurt for dates. I can barely walk. Like, yeah. it's just... You get home and you can't do anything. No. I get it's... home and I don't get off my couch. But I think we're going to go ahead and take a break. And then when we come back, we're going to have Ronnie. Yes, Ronnie. And <laughs> my boy, Ronnie. <laughs> He's been so quiet, drinking his little bush light the whole time we've been recording. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, we're going to take a break. But first of all, I want to thank Vanna so much for coming today and being a part of our podcast. Thanks for having me back. Yes. And next week, Vanna is hopefully going to be my co-host. And we're going to do an episode on mom life. Versus single life. Yes. <laughs> that should be interesting, actually. Yes. <laughs> I can't wait for it. <laughs> so, uh, next we have Ronnie, and then join me and Vanna back here next week. So, we'll be right back. <laughs> Here with me, I have my friend, Ronnie. How are you, Ronnie? Hi. I'm <laughs> Angina. Just kidding. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for letting me do this. I've been yeah. excited to do something like this, and yay. I'm so excited that <laughs> yeah. you could come. We could do this. So, Ronnie, do you want to kind of tell um, them a little bit about yourself, um, since you've never been on the podcast before? Okay. Well, like I said, my name's Ronnie. Uh, since we're holding on this service industry podcast today um i've been doing this for 19 years uh-huh. um, i'm 33 now so i started when i was 14 i've done you know off jobs that didn't require service industry mostly but i've always had some type of service industry where i'm dealing with the public and mm-hmm. trying to make the public happy and all that jazz and you just got married I did just get married um, on May 22nd. Mm-hmm. Me and my husband, we bought a little tiny camper that we're remodeling. Um, we want to do the kind of like hobo chic, like <laughs> hobo life and just kind of be free with ourselves, I guess I could right. say, instead of like That's being great. in like a community with so many neighbors and stuff and yeah. living the married life. Um, it's going pretty good. Yeah. So, and yeah. Uh, Ronnie and I met. Um, at the restaurant that I managed in at downtown Bristol when we were first hired for the opening of the bigger restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, Ronnie and I were both hired as assistant managers. We were, we were. But Ronnie <laughs> did quit after about, <laughs> what, a month and a half? I think I was there, I think I was there for, ex- I was actually there for exactly two months. Okay. For two months and shit got a little, a little... Just, I guess, uncomfortable for me because mm-hmm. um, it was during the height of COVID when we right. were working at said restaurant. And unfortunately, this said restaurant was in Tennessee. And people in Tennessee, I feel like, don't give a shit about COVID. Right. 
I'm going to go ahead and start by asking you um, the very first question. Um, what positions have you worked within the restaurant, the service industry? Oh, Lord of mercy. Okay, so my first job at 14 was a small little diner. Uh-huh. Um, but I cooked, I did dishes, I served, I like, I literally did everything in that restaurant. You cooked at 14? Um, I did. I mean, it was just like putting stuff like in a fryer and oh, stuff, okay, but yeah. I mean, so, so yeah, everything. I've cooked. I mean, bartending is mostly my go-to because I did do that for so long and mm-hmm. I'm pretty good at it. And a lot of people see me as like this little dude because I'm a very small dude. Yeah. I'm a super, super small dude, like compared to the giants around me of guys or whatever, like everyone's so tall. And I'm like, you me. and me, I think you're like the same size, right? You and me. I'm five foot five. We're about the same height. Right? I think I'm 5'4. You might be an inch taller oh, than me. Okay. But, I mean, once an inch, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. An inch could be a lot. An inch could be a lot, girl. It could be a lot. But so, what I wanted to talk to you some of these questions will be like pointed. Like asking you um, how many years you've been in the service industry and et cetera. And it'll be as the service industry in a whole, like the first question I ask. Right. But what I mainly want to focus on with interviewing you is um, from the bartender aspect. Okay. Because, you know, we did Vanna as the server. And how does it compare to other jobs that you've worked? Like working in the service industry. So compared to other jobs I've had, yeah, I've, I've worked in call centers. I've worked in um, front of house sales, um, like CVS. I worked at CVS one point where I was yeah. like the front of house manager there. Those were all hourly based. And right. so you made that certain wage. That's what you got on your check every two weeks. That's what you got. And with the service industry, you know, you, like you said earlier, talking to Vanna, like you, you really don't know what you're going to make day to day. But it kind of, it always evens out. Like, I remember you saying earlier too, like where you're working now, the bartenders don't make as much money. Um, The job I had for eight years where I managed and I was like one of their main bartenders, Mm -hmm. the bartenders there were who made the money. I mean, working there as a bartender, I would leave with anywhere. It was very rare that I left with $200 a day. Right. So I was like. You know, this is where the money's at. Yeah. Like, I might be a little guy and I might be working at a kind of redneck sports bar, but yeah. I mean, my personality sh- shown through. I would wear weird clothes and no one cared. And I mean, at first, like, you know, I kept myself fairly reserved when I worked there because right. I'm like, I'm in a small town where, you know, being gay is kind of scary sometimes. Yes. But working in this industry has been able to kind of face them fears of even if someone does have something against me and I'm waiting on them, there's always someone who has my back in these little right. small and pop restaurants that would be like, if something gets too bad, someone will come and help me. Do you feel like you, where you've been in the service industry for a long time, that you can pick up on how you need to act or how you need to speak? Oh, like to, people? oh my gosh, most definitely. Yeah. I mean, you get that Sunday crew right after church, you know. Do your Hail Marys or whatever, yeah. but make sure you are sweet as pie to the little old ladies. Yes, you, you know yes, what's going sir. on. Yeah. Of course, I'll get that right for you, sir. Mm-hmm. Extra cream? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I then mean... you got those tables where you're like, girl, what you need to drink? <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> Shots for the table? Yeah. You buy me one after work? Wink, wink. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, no, yeah. exactly. Exactly. And and I do believe that that's, that is a skill that you can pick up easily in serving if you do it for any amount of time mm-hmm. where you can fully 110% read people. Right. 
And did you, like, this is a question for you, Christy, sorry. Um, was you ever a part of, like, the acting background? Did you do, like, acting in high school or anything? Like, do plays or anything? No. Oh, okay. Cause, no. Because that does help a lot with the service industry. Like, if you know how to become a different character. I always wanted to act or sing or something because I always thought I'd be so good at it. Right. And then I never did it. I don't know why because I've never been one of those people that, like, cared what people thought about me. Right. I mean, maybe in my early school years when I was just first starting to like boys and stuff, but never. I mean, just with your personality and everything, yeah. you, you would be great at it. I mean, lead like, roles, lead yeah. roles, tens across the board. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. even if I wasn't acting, I would be good, like, in the behind the scenes, being like, get in a costume right now. Oh, yeah, yes, most right definitely. Now. Most like, definitely. Yeah, I'm very good at being bossy. <laughs> I know. I'm very I'm good kidding. at being in command. And I remember that when you and I were the management team together, we were good cop and bad cop, and you were always good cop. Mm -hmm. But then you'll look at me too, and you'll be like, So, Ronnie, if what I'm doing, I want to make sure that you're okay with it. And I'm yeah. like, Girl, take the reins. Yeah. I'm riding on your back right now. I was like, Okay. We were, and it's shorter than me. So. <laughs> it's true. It is true. So, um, how would you describe, in your own words, what your bar or your longest-running bartending job, what does that job entail? So, I'll do my longest-running one, which was yeah. the eight-year place I was at. Right. So, when I started there, I was just a, a measly old little server. Mm -hmm. Like, I needed a job quick because the job I was at closed down on October 31st of 2014. I remember this day specifically. And I was like, shit. On I Halloween? I know, right? But at least I got to spend Halloween because I worked like from 9 a.m. to like 2 p.m. And it was like, we're closed. I'm like, well, let's go celebrate Halloween. Yeah. Woo! Spooky. I'm like, that's supposed to be a great day. I know. But I, I, but I lost Don't my job on that day. So, <laughs> so I ended up going to this um, little sports bar. And um, this place was like blowing up. It was just the place to go in, mm -hmm. in the town I was living in. And so I was like, you know what, I'll give this a try. So I, you know, I served for about two or three months there and some of the management team got, you know, let go. Mm -hmm. And they looked at me, they was like, Ronnie, we, we seem, we see what you can do. Um, we want to know if you want to join our management team. And then I was like, oh, maybe I was like, you're going to put me behind the bar. I was like, oh yeah, that, that mostly entails being behind the bar plus managing the whole, the whole restaurant. restaurant. And I'm like, you know what, let's give it a shot. And I never asked for bar training because... I had about maybe one year bar experience before this happened. Right. Just, I like to drink, so I know yeah. how to make drinks, okay? <laughs> like, yeah. what entailed in that job that I did for the eight years I was there? Bunch of beer pouring, easy. But, um, you know, every now and then I would get those uh, crazy drinks, like, you know, give me a perfect Manhattan, or, you know, I need an old-fashioned, shake and not stir. Yeah. I mean, you don't shake old-fashioned, no, so, so don't do that crew, okay? Don't do it. <laughs> Just making sure, I guess, that the guests, whether they were in town for a show or regulars or random people up the holler to get their redneck drink on. That's what I just yeah. want to call it. They're, luckily, we never had Fireball or Jaeger at this job. I'm like, right. thank God. <laughs> that gets people tipsy. a little tipsy, a, a little, little turnt, a little, little, little trashy in the morning. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, being prideful in what you're doing i guess mm -hmm. and just one of the things that i don't think that people realize that i wasn't able to really dive into with vanna because vanna said that she doesn't have side work 
is the running side work of the job, the things that we have to do behind the scenes that maybe people don't see so much of. Right. Like, kind of explain, like, what kind of uh, behind-the-scenes thing that a bartender does, you know. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so behind-the-scenes, behind behind bars, you know, you got to make sure that, because where I worked, we had 21 beers on tap. So I had to make sure to go back in the keg cooler, make sure, like, you know, shake those kegs a little bit, like, well, ooh, this one's almost low, so I need to make sure to keep that in my mind. It sucks when a keg blows and you're shit knees deep and, like, 40 tickets on your well. Yeah. And, and if y'all don't know what a well means, it's like where you put the tickets, like yeah. the drinks you're making. All the orders. All yeah. the orders, yeah. And I mean, you have to cut all the fruit for all the different cocktails. You got to make sure there's backup juices. Got to make sure everything's stocked. Stocked. Everything's stocked. Glasses, cold glasses, yeah. bottled beers. Got to wash um, dishes. A lot does go into it. There is a lot of behind the scenes stuff. So we're not only trying to help you and to service you in your way we also have several other tables even if you can't see them mm-hmm. and then we also have lots of things that we have to do behind scenes because not everybody is fortunate enough to not have side work to do right like i said when i work i work by myself most of the time now sometimes i do work with people but when i'm a server a lot of times it's just me right and so as many good things as there are about that there's also bad things like you know when something runs out i have to go get it mm-hmm I make my own salads, you know, for my tables. I have to make those salads. I have to maintain my side work. I have to do everything. And it's like, you have to be able to prioritize or you just, everything is Everything's going to burn. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like, that's why I think it's important for people to know that just what you see is not the only thing that they have to do. Right. Right. That's very important. So, what is your favorite thing about this about being a bartender? I don't know. I would say my top one is probably just having the freedom and liberty at a lot of restaurants, right. uh, mostly because I've I've mostly done mom, mom and pops. Like I've worked in a few corporates, but not a lot at all. Right. The liberty to be creative and just come up with your own cocktails and just yeah. to. I kind of like to call myself like the the fruity queen when it comes to cocktails sometimes because <laughs> like I just throw a bunch of fruit shit in there like different fruit liqueurs and throwing some vodka throwing some rum throwing some tequila they won't know it tastes good right and it sells I like to um, describe my bartending style as a ninja because my drinks don't taste like they have a bunch of alcohol in them because I always find a way to hide the alcohol. Mm-hmm. Even to a point to where people will send their drinks back because <laughs> they think they don't have alcohol in them. But really, they are littered with alcohol. Okay. I just know how to cover them up. So it's like a silent uh-huh. killer. Alright, so now we have talked about your favorite thing. So now, what is your least favorite aspect of bartending? Sometimes I get intimidated by larger men mm-hmm. <laughs> just because I've, I've said this earlier i'm such a small guy and i get intimidated and i'm very nice so i'm not going to be the one if you're like if you're getting too drunk and i'm going to be like i'm going to call the police i'm going to grab this baseball bat and hit you <laughs> over the head because you're too drunk and yeah that's just too scary for me like when you need to cut them off when yeah because yeah. that's your legal liability exactly right. yeah and and that is a little hard for me i've done it before but it, it's still just, that's one of my things I guess I need to work on is right. being more brave, not more brave, but more forceful, forceful, more confident in yeah. my ability to do that. If it gets to a level where someone's trying to get violent, which has not really happened before, but it kind of has. But um, luckily, you know, 
a lot of the kitchen staff and a lot of restaurants are bigger people. And right. if I get scared, I'm like, or like not even bigger people. They're just intimidating criminals. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Might have a little, little teardrop under their eye. Yeah. You know, you know where they came from. Okay. <laughs> That's it. I'm going to go get Phil. Yeah. <laughs> Phil the teardropper. Big Phil. <laughs> Big Phil. I like that. He's got two teardrops and a record as long as my job history. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a lot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's just like, that's another aspect of the job that not a lot of people know. That, you know, it is a responsibility to take care of you. We are not supposed to overserve you. And if you do start to get drunk or unruly or anything else like that, we literally have to cut you off. Right. Because literally what people don't know is it's against the law to be drunk in public. Exactly. And they We're get so, and they get so mad at us. Drunk. They get yeah. so mad at us. And I'm like, well, can you at least eat a chip or something? Like, yeah. just eat this. I'll say this to anybody. You are not worth my children's worth be- well-being. No. But yeah, you're right. Like, that is a scary aspect of the job. Like, we are responsible for more than people are aware of. Mm-hmm. Um, now that we've covered that, what are your three biggest customer pet peeves in the service industry as a bartender? I mean, I'm going to go with the first one, just someone coming right up and not being, I guess, friendly or saying like, hi. And, you know, when I go up, I'm like, hi, how are you? Yeah. And you're like, I'll just take that. It's like, well, let's let's like make treating you as a servant. Yeah. Let's make this personal connection before I give right. you your drink. Because, I, I mean, I feel like that should be the whole experience when you're walking into any type of restaurant. We're, we're people. Yeah, we're they people. Treat us like people. That's all we want. Yeah, just treat us like people. Let's let's have that connection. So number one, yeah, just respect. Respect. Interact. Interact with the person who is serving or who is going to be right tending to your needs. I guess. Right. Uh, number two. Hmm. A lot of times, which you know, some restaurants do this, some don't. But when they come in, and me personally, I don't ever want this to happen. So it's just kind of a pet peeve for me. But like. Can my child sit at the bar? Can my 13-year-old sit at the bar? People that want to break rules that are not ours to allow you to break and then get mad at us because we can't allow you to do it. Exactly. I don't want kids sitting at the bar. It makes no sense to me. It makes no sense to me. Right. Yeah, there might be a game on or something that the kid wants to watch. Well, I'm sorry. Sit at the table near the bar. Yeah, or or do that at home. Right. The bar is for adults. I'm sorry. Right. The bar should be strictly for adults. For, that's what I think. For paying customers that are going to be drinking. Because ultimately exactly. that's where you make money as a bartender. Exactly. And another one of my pet peeves that I have to do with children. And I'm saying this as a person who has, has children. children. <laughs> just because you come in with your five kids and it's just you and five kids. And you're like, oh, well, they're just kids. I don't really have to tip for them. You should actually tip your server more if you have children. Because of the mess, mess they, make. they make. Okay. And another pet peeve of mine. Um, that has to do with children is when people allow their children to boss me around. I hate it. No. When you have an eight-year-old that every time I come to the table, and this presents another pet peeve of mine, <laughs> which is when you run me to death. Like, if you want to tell me five things you need in one trip, I will bring you all those five things and that's fine. But every time I come to the table, if you ask me for different things that you could have asked me in one mm-hmm. trip, I'm going to be aggravated. And if you let your child run me to death, that makes me feel like you have no respect for me exactly. as a person mm-hmm. or for anything. Because basically you're letting your child speak to me the way that children would speak to servants in a rich household. Now, I don't expect people to do what I do when I go to a restaurant with my two-year-old and my 13-year-old special needs son in which they make a huge mess. 
Right. I don't expect everybody to do what I do when I'm like, can you bring me a broom? Because I'll sweep it up. I of will. course you would, because you're and, like, you've yeah. been there. You know what's going on. And then I'll <laughs> also tip you on top of it. But it's like, it just tip appropriately. Like, if you have made a humongous mess, and your children have been like, and, and you and your children have been insanely needy, like, tip for that. Right. Like, that's all we want. Like... An extra, like, an extra, t- like, if you leave me a $10 tip on a $30 check because you had children or because you were extremely needy, like, I'm extremely thankful for that. Oh, And damn. what is that extra $3 really going to go towards, you know, like, and it's going to cause me to build up a good relationship with you, too, mm-hmm. because a lot of people that do come into the restaurant that I work at are people that do come in often. Mm-hmm. And it's like... There are certain people that I just... There's a lot of people that come into the restaurant I work at now that I just absolutely love to wait on because they're just such a joy to speak to. And they treat me with respect. They treat me like I'm a person. Mm-hmm. They tip me appropriately. Like exactly. I make good money at my job despite it not being an overly busy restaurant. You have those certain people that come in that have been faithful customers there for years. Yeah. And you've worked there for years. Right. Like on and off, like you said. But it's like, hi, thank you for coming and paying my bills. Yeah. But also, like you said, treat me like a person. Mm -hmm. Treat me not like I'm your dog and that I'm bringing your food or drinks out or whatever. But like I'm your friend. Right. And that 10% or less on a check is never enough unless I've done a shitty job. Exactly. in that case, I'll take 10%. Yeah. I mean, if someone gives me shitty service, I do 15%. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, I was like, I, I do 15 like, Yeah. If, if you don't give me good service, like, I, I'm, I'm still going to give you that wage. That... Yeah. Because I still know that you're still working. You still depend on tips, but how you wait on a table. But I also find myself being a really critical. So I try not oh, same. to allow it to affect their tip amount unless it's just horrible service. Exactly. No, same. But my mom also accuses me of feeling too bad and empathizing too hard with the servers. But, like, if I can plainly see that the service, especially since COVID, where restaurants are very understaffed, Mm -hmm. I have worked in all the positions since COVID. And especially being a server that, or a manager, like a manager trying to get people in the door, or being a server that's having to pick up a lot of slack because there is not enough people to work. All right, so the, my last question is, what are three things you wish customers knew about your job other than what we've already discussed? The, I guess the memorization of the drinks. That's then, something I don't like either, is when somebody expects you to know how to make everything. And yeah. they, they're like, oh, you have to Google it? Like, well, yeah, sometimes I do have to Google, girl. I mean, Jeez. Like, do you know how many dr- just how many drinks there are? Right. Can you make a wrapped up in sausage patty with a Sprite of tequila on top called the Scooby-Doo wardrobe? I'm like, wait, what? Let me can Google that real quick. in a trash can? Like, yeah, let me throw you in there, bitch. Try. I'm just yeah. kidding. Yeah. <laughs> and made. And, uh, and <laughs> Done. Done. <laughs> Splash them with vodka like holy water. Done. Splash exactly. Trash can. I'm Googling it. We Google everything. Right. Like, as human beings, in this point of time that we are in now, if we are unsure of anything, we Google it. We Google it. it. Exactly. Yeah. What's another thing? You know, one thing you need to know. If I want to wear my mask, I'm going to wear my mask. Yeah. That's one thing that irks me to heaven's age. It's happened to me everywhere I go. I still wear my mask at work. I do. When I I go out, I don't, but... I remember 
remember that people were asking you about still wearing your mask even where we worked. I know. I was at the absolute height of COVID. I know. I'm like, because it's COVID. And now I still get people asking. And to be honest, like, it's... It's kind of a personal thing. I, I am missing a front tooth. So, like, I, I was like, I don't want people to be like, ooh, this ugly bitch is waiting on me, which I'm still kind of cute without it, okay? It gives it gives us personality. I mean, you're not yeah. missing a whole front tooth and be like, her, her, her. But, I mean, <laughs> I feel like Hillbilly Ron over here, but. But also, I was living with, um, about two months ago, I was living with two newborn babies as well. Mm. And so, like, COVID's still a thing. I mean, it is. Yeah. yeah, it's maybe not as big as it was. And, like, that's another thing was waiting tables through COVID. Was like, awful. It was crazy. <sighs> and like, people, people were so mean. Yeah, and, like, at the restaurant that we managed at, like, the Ugh. boss was trying to be, like, caring about things. And so he had where we only sat every other table. Right. And people would be so mad. They would be like, why are we on a wait? When there's all these tables open and it's like, well, due to COVID and us trying to meet protocols with six feet. And they're like, well, they've lifted the ban. Yeah, well, the owner of the restaurant would like for you to not. Um, yeah, it's still like a personal still business. Yeah. yeah. And then they would be like, well, that's stupid. And then they would be like so mad about it. And that's another thing that I wish people knew is during COVID, it was not easy for us. No, 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 like, no. It was some of the hardest Mm -hmm. working in the service industry during COVID. Almost definitely. And when COVID first hit, like the job I was working at, like we, I mean, I think every restaurant did this in the U S like we shut down indoor dining and everything. We only did to goes and curbside. Like, but you know, it's just like, because people started using COVID as an excuse. I think I have COVID. And then they were automatically excused from their shifts. Mm hmm. And, and you know a lot of people did that. I mean, right. This isn't the COVID, COVID podcast. podcast. So, <laughs> We're just saying that we worked with it during service industry. Yes, it was and it, very, very hard. Yeah. during service industry. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> but we are out of time. Oh, no. So <laughs> I just want to say thank you, Ronnie, for coming and uh, coming to my house and hanging out with me in the oh, kitchen. Thank you. In the kitchen studio. She has a really cool uh, bird puzzle up here. Yeah, my granny horses. bird actually put that together for me and Josh's our wedding gift. I love and it. I have a granny bird tattoo. Granny bird. That's yeah, nice. that's okay. my grandmother, yes. And so that is in a main focal point of our home because she's she's my rock. I love my granny bird. But love it. Thank you for coming, Ronnie, and we hope to see you on another episode of our podcast in the future. Oh, please. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> Don't threaten me with a gun time. Thank you guys so much. All right, so that's today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you um, enjoyed hearing Vanna come back and uh, be with us again. And then Ronnie, our first timer. We really hope that Ronnie also comes back. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And um, don't forget to like us on Facebook. Um, we have a page on Wednesdays We Spill Tea on Instagram. On Wednesdays We Spill Tea 423 because somebody took it. So I had to add the 423 on there. And then don't forget to um, subscribe to our channel. Um, you can either like it to where you'll get updates on Spotify um, or wherever your podcasts are where you can get notifications for new episodes. Or you can pay $3.99, which is a new feature that I've added. Um, and you will 
will be able to subscribe and I'm going to start posting bonus episodes uh, as well as full unedited episodes that are all the tea. So if you would like to support us in our beginning of our podcast, please subscribe. That's only $3.99 a month uh, to On Wednesday's Useful Tea. And of course, the money is going to go towards uh, better equipment to make our podcast be more of a quality broadcast. And don't forget, next week we are going to cover with Vanna. Hopefully, as long as she's available, the next episode we're going to do next week is mother, uh, mom life versus single life. So me as a mother, pulling all my jobs, doing all my stuff, what day-to-day looks like for me with two children, um, a teenager and a toddler versus Vanna who has her cats and her boyfriend and, you know, so we're going to dive into the differences between that. So that's next week's tea. So we hope you join us next time and thank you for listening. Bye!